Caddy, thanks for being here. Of course. Yeah. So you are the first young person that I've been able to convince to come and chat with me. <laughs> so I appreciate your willingness to do that. Yes, you're welcome. Um, and I use the words young person because it, we're, we're in an interesting place right now as a society of where we're trying to decide what words are best to to use with each other because you know if you call you a, a child or a mm-hmm. kid of course that doesn't work uh we have this arbitrary age of like 18 that means you're now an adult mm-hmm. uh, young person how does young person feel to you um I mean, it's good because, you know, as I get older, I want to be called a young person, right? <laughs> I feel so that, I, yeah. I think I would prefer a young adult because I'm, I'm only 20 okay. and um, I still want to look mature, you okay. know, <laughs> even though sometimes I have like my childish behaviors. Uh-huh. But um, honestly, from you, Peter, I think I'll I'll go with either. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're a pretty cool dude, so that's nice. <laughs> oh, thank you, Katie. That's very nice of you. So... I'm curious. I'm, I'm I'm no longer a young adult. I'm moving into like this mid adulthood, which is weird for me. So, what is it like to be a young adult right now? Um, I want to say exotic. You know, okay. uh, hopefully that's the pro- the appropriate <laughs> world a word. But like, um, it's nice. You know, like I'm able to like grow as a person and okay. um, adapt to new things, meet new people, and be uh, exposed to so many um, great things. You know, that I wasn't. Um, that I have not had the opportunity to be exposed in. Okay. So it's good, you know, uh, but it's a lot of um, responsibility in adulting, sure. you know, yeah. like managing money. Oh. Just like two days ago, I was literally like in my account and I was like, um, wow, like if I'm going to do a study abroad, I got to like manage all this money. How much do I have to save? Blah, 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 blah. And it's it's a headache, honestly. Yeah. I don't know how my parents do it, but, you know, a Congratulations to them, and <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for them, honestly. Yeah, that that is a weird thing about adulthood is like we come across these things that we don't really teach very well in school. Mm-hmm. Um, budgeting, money being a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. Like now you're a, a young adult, you get to figure that out. Exactly. Congratulations! Thank you. So have you have you gone about a certain way to do that? Like how do you figure that out? Honestly. I don't even know. I think I'm, I'm more of a, like a go with the flow person, okay. you know? Like, I have some moments where it's like, if I need to save money for a specific thing, then I, I know how to do it, you know? Like, mm. I'm not very, like, I would, okay, mm, I feel, I do spend money, but okay. I know how to control myself, you know? I've learned how to mm. control myself, at least. But if it's, like, important stuff, like, school-related, I, I know how to save money for that, and I know how to spend money. If I need to pay my car, I know, like... This is how much I have to like keep. This is how much I have to spend. I know I have to balance it out, but I don't have a, a specific routine that I do. I just yeah. go with the flow. That's that's a good trait that you have this kind of balance between just having general control mm-hmm. of not going too wild on spending, but then knowing kind of what the important things in life are for you. Mm-hmm. So outside of like money and, and budgeting, what is the other things in young adulthood that you've noticed is kind of like, oh, this is weird. I have to figure this out. Oh, beside money, um, honest, I want to say keeping up with trends. Honestly, okay. yes, right. yes, keeping up with trends has been. Uh, I'm someone who loves like you know, know what's ha- like what's happening, like what's going on around me, and like knowing my surroundings and stuff. Like what are my friends? Um, like what do my friends like? What do other people like? You know, so um, I'm a very big social media person, so okay. I, I like to keep up with that. And there's some weird stuff out there, but it's, you know. It's what make all of us unique, right? So it's pretty cool. So just keeping up with the stuff. 
Yeah, I was with some young people earlier today in junior high, mm-hmm. and I was asking a few what their favorite social media was. Was mm-hmm. it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok? What is it for you? Oh, that's that's a hard one. But I'm I feel like I'm an old soul. I have to go back to the OG uh, Twitter. You know, okay. it has its moments. You know, yeah. it has some. Sometimes there's a lot of crackheads in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely yeah. has its uh, moments. Sometimes it's very dry, and sometimes uh-huh. it's very wow you know like a lot of memes and a lot of like comments so twitter for sure twitter used to be like i used twitter for a little while like earlier on and then i was like kind of bored of and i deleted it Mm -hmm. and then just more recently probably a past year or so i got twitter again and you know i've been mostly using it to follow news so i don't like put a tweet out or anything Mm -hmm. twitter used to be like where we would announce stuff like uh at caddy i'm going here for dinner tonight what do you think sort of thing like we kind of communicate with Mm -hmm. each other do you still use it that way or how do you use twitter i'm sorry peter but you're old i know i know that's why this is why i want to hear from you (laughs) listening to you i was like wait when did we ever use twitter like that Definitely not. That is not the case anymore. It's okay. more like roasting people and talking smack. Okay. You know, and <laughs> literally roasting celebrities. And mm. um, it's honestly with the news, I will say um, Twitter is very big with the news. Like, literally, it's way faster than BBC News. It's crazy. Like, uh. Twitter is on yeah. with this news updates. You know, sometimes when I don't watch the news, I can find my news through Twitter, you know? And have you how have you found that is it like you feel like it's reliable do you feel like oh this is a bunch of garbage on here or i really would say that twitter is more reliable than cnn for sure because mm. you're able to see everyone's opinion and perspective on what's going on and then you're able to like see this person and then you're like oh my god like that makes sense and see this other person's coming you're like, oh my god that makes sense and you know and then come to your own conclusion yeah. so i would say it's more um reliable because you know cnn's kind of fake you know they show what they want to show you know right so twitter Twitter's my news. Yeah, I, I think I've enjoyed some of those similar aspects of like this more independence, people being able to post more independently, not being associated with a mainstream media of CNN, BBC, NPR, uh, Fox News, whatever it might be, because it seems like they all have what they want you to hear, right? Exactly, exactly. And so finding some alternative or independent sources, it's been challenging, but mm-hmm. I think they can be found in Twitter. I'm wondering, can you find those for your kind of like what you're interested in or what you're interested to hear about in the news? Uh, For sure, Uh, but I don't just stick with Twitter for my news. I also like to do my own research, you know, which is always good. Instead of just relying on one thing, I feel like you should expand and then get more knowledge on whatever news you're trying to look up. So just researching it and doing your own, you know, studies. Even though it might seem like a, a lot of work, but you know, yeah. It's good. It's better to know the truth than like live with a lie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so one interesting story that I've heard recently that kind of made Twitter blow up was the Nicki Minaj stuff. <laughs> so I want to I want to hear like what, what like what's your thoughts what? about all of this? Hold on, backtrack. Nicki Minaj. Uh-huh. I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Okay. Like about uh, two weeks. So has has it been two weeks? Yeah, it's been in the last two maybe three weeks so she posted a tweet that said something to the effect of like my cousin's boyfriend's testicles were swollen because he took the covid vaccine so she was like make your own choice everybody you know (laughs) kind of like like you know be careful because we don't know what's going to happen and then the news kind of went wild and said that uh 
this guy who had this issue his girlfriend broke up with him because he had this issue and then everybody's like no he's lying this isn't a covid vaccine thing so it made a a big huge sort Mm -hmm. of stink and Mm -hmm. uh i guess maybe even reported that she got banned from twitter for a second because she was spreading misinformation okay so (laughs) that's totally not a twitter news i definitely uh say it's reliable but (laughs) that is so funny i i Wow, I haven't even heard about that. But uh, I got the COVID vaccine. Uh, okay. I got both of them. And um, I can tell you that nothing has happened to me so far. Uh, okay. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. And um, that's that's very interesting. Um, please do your research, you know. <laughs> and with the COVID vaccine, I know there's a lot of doubts with it. But sure. go with your guts, you know. Yeah. And I feel like we're out of time. We all want to go back to our normal lives, you know. But it's not going to be normal. We're not going to go back to our, our normal life. But honestly, we can just and do what we need to do, you know, to get through this together. Yeah, I like that message. So just going back to this sort of general getting your news and information, uh, Twitter, Twitter's your thing. You also mentioned kind of smack talking to the celebrities <laughs> and stuff. I, I like that. Uh, is that like a thing? Like you get on there and yes, you kind of see what, what, what's going down you know, with the, the trends know. and everything? Mm-hmm. I never tweet, but I just read other people's tweet. Okay. You know, so much sass goes down, especially with the Met Gala, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I recently, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> there has been a lot of like shade there and a lot of like appreci- appreciation for other people who dress appropriately for the Met Gala, like what the right. theme was. And, um, you know, <laughs> some people have taken it way too far as that I even got onto TikTok, of course. Yeah. You know, when one thing spreads, it goes everywhere else, you know. Right. But Twitter, if you don't have Twitter, please download it. Um, it's going <laughs> to change your life for the better. There has uh, the last maybe, I mean, we could probably talk forever about Twitter and this sort of stuff. But maybe the last main thing that comes to my mind recently about Twitter and the discussion is cens- censorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of discussion about whether Twitter should censor certain things or if they should let people just speak their mind and not be, you know, fact checkers out there, no misinformation checking. It's just like people mm-hmm. speak their mind. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, uh, we, uh, we live in a time where everyone, you know, free, everyone always say freedom of speech, you know, freedom right. of rights, you know. Um, personally, I feel like you should have an option to censor things. Like, I feel like there should be, like, in the setting, uh, if you want to censor, like, uh, certain images or certain things you should be able to do that but it should be your own choice whether Mm. you want it or not you know just like a block button if you want to block someone you you can do it right Right. it should be something like that and um because i know i've come across um some stuff that i've seen on twitter that i wish i hadn't seen sure you know and i wish i I had the um like some a button that i can click to like censor those images so i guess it depends on the person yeah, yeah, I like that. But I kind of like the simplicity of how you kind of just describe, like, well, we can ultimately block a source that we don't want to mm-hmm. hear from anymore mm-hmm. if we feel that they're not useful or if they're spreading things that are not mm-hmm. good for us or what we want to consume. I like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It should be our choice, right? What yeah, we exactly. consume or don't consume. So mm-hmm. if you see something you don't like, you know, block, block exactly, that from your exactly. life. It's a general life principle, right? Literally, if very some, common sense, you know. Yeah, if there's a person or something in life that you don't like you know you don't have Mm -hmm. to participate in it literally just like two plus two is four simple you know yeah Yeah, i like that is there anything uh going on right now and kind of just uh latest news anything that's really catching your eye that's really interesting to you right now as a young person um right now 
not at, not at the moment because I've been busy with you know my education um, mm. and work and trying to pay off my car. Okay. So you know just for more, uh, focusing on myself generally, especially yeah. with this whole pandemic. Right. There's not much you can really do, you know. So I'm just you know trying to do what I can do to survive, you know, yeah. taking um, each day but a step at a time. So I've been very distant from my phone because I'm just trying to like cleanse myself, yeah. you know. And um, I feel like COVID has some positive, you know, side effects, you know? Sure. The, um, I'm, I'm able to like distance myself from like a lot of like negativity that's been going on in the past. So I'm, I'm very grateful, th- uh, grateful for that. So there hasn't been any very like enormous news. Sure. Any like very like big news happening in my life at the moment. Yeah, so if I understand you correctly, kind of one of the positives you've seen from kind of maybe some of the distance that COVID has created or slowing things down is for you to maybe disconnect and just focus on yourself and focus on what your needs are for right now. Exactly. I think that's a a huge message that doesn't get said enough is like taking people taking time to focus on themselves to take care of themselves. Where where did you learn to do that? Or how did you learn to do that for yourself? That's very interesting. Because like, I don't even know how I feel like I sort of just like, clicked to me that I really need to take some time for myself, mm. you know? Like, when you go on social media every day, it's pretty draining, you know? And a right. lot of, especially, like, uh, for a, a person a person of color like me, like, when you see, like, some certain, like, beauty standards, you know? Uh. You're like, I want to look like this person. Oh, I wish I had money to buy this stuff, you know? And, like, wishing for that is just every day, it's just bring a lot of negativity in my sure. mind. And then one day I just felt like I just need to stop you know i just need to distance myself from those stuff you know right uh, we're all different and i'm not gonna look like a certain person that i see on social media you know sure. and like just because somebody posts something on social media that you see that is so fascinating that doesn't mean that's how their life is in reality you know mm. everyone's going through their own um demons you know so you just gotta honestly take a step by step it's not gonna come easy but just do what you gotta do you know yeah, I, I really like that. I think that's really good insight for yourself on your part is to mm-hmm. be able to recognize like, hey, I just need to, to step back. Um, I think maybe people think that they can't step back because then they're not engaged with mm-hmm. friends yes, or engaged yes, in yes. their world. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts or like advice that you would give from your own learning experience on that? Yes, the world is always going to be there. Uh-huh. It's always going to be there. Yeah. You're gonna Where you left off is you're going to just pick it back up, you know? And you just being on every time, you're kind of wasting your own time, right. you know? Like, because society, new stuff come in, new stuff go out, uh, old stuff go out. So you don't have to worry about not catching up or engaging with other people. There's time for that, you know? But you need to take time for yourself to engage with yourself, learn about yourself, learn new skills. Like, gonna help you in the future you know yeah yeah I, I totally agree I think I've noticed that you know if I just spend my time on Twitter mm-hmm. or, or my phone in general I'm mm-hmm. not developing new habits I'm not yeah probably not doing things that I really want to do and enjoy exactly, exactly. I, I think the balance for me has been hard in like I'm a lifelong learner. I like to describe myself as mm-hmm. somebody that's just curious about things so like mm-hmm. Twitter is an easy sort of tool to open myself to like all these new thoughts or ideas or information mm-hmm. and data so like i love soaking that up but sometimes it is toxic and sometimes it's just a plain waste of time exactly some t- wow there's a lot of toxic stuff in social media that is just draining you know yeah. and like with so many stories that you hear from people like this person has committed suicide because of this thing you know mm-hmm. and like the boat like the cyber bowling and everything it's a lot of 
just negative stuff you know that's why you need to just like pause and then later go back I um, press play you know sure. it's just like a movie so don't don't be held up on like um, people telling you like oh if you if you delete this social media oh how are we gonna communicate with each other right. call me FaceTime me yeah. you know you have yeah. my number yeah simple yeah I like that be a little bit more personable in the way you exactly, engage and exactly, create relationships exactly. mm-hmm. yeah. and don't put all your life out there in social media you know yeah Sometimes yeah. it's it's not always good to be an open book, you know. Sometimes it's good to have closure and um, have self respect for yourself, so you don't have to like be too out there, you know. Sometimes right. it's nice to um, have some surprise um, stuff to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. That brings up a, another thought about this topic that's been a little bit more popular the past three, four, five years is this topic of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like we all need to be a little bit more vulnerable, mm-hmm. maybe even with ourselves to start, and then with people around us yeah um what have you learned about vulnerability in your young adulthood um i honestly just recently started um being vulnerable uh growing up i i feel like i didn't have a safe space to be vulnerable okay. uh, especially yeah. with my family like a lot of stuff went on during the past and i was never really close to any of my family members except mm. for my um, brother's side he was so who passed away from cancer in, back in 2018 so he was the only person i felt like i can truly be myself and be vulnerable with uh-huh. and it's something that very recently came new to me and i was able to be vulnerable with myself first and admit when I'm sad admit when I'm depressed admit when I have anxieties you know and if you don't do that if you don't admit it you're just gonna brush it off you know you're gonna act like it's nothing and it's something that we need to seriously focus on and like mental health is a big big thing that we need to really focus on a lot of people just uh, it's just it's okay if you're sad it's okay just go eat some chocolate or something no that shouldn't be the case let's talk about it this is a conversation that we need to um some light on you know yeah i really like that i i think i i mean obviously our our youth and childhood is very different but i i experienced the same sort of lack of vulnerability in my family like mm-hmm. my family was very much like surface level how's your day good good what do you want for dinner hamburger hamburger you know just like <laughs> yeah. you, know, just, you know just basic stuff and we never like really dive in and talk about how we were feeling or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how i might have got sad at school because somebody made fun of me or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might mm-hmm. be you know we never got to that level and i had to learn these things later in my adulthood as well exactly same same thing for me and i'm still learning you know life is a learning um game so vulner- vulnerability just if you feel sad admit you're sad yeah. don't just say I'm not sad you know and reach out to those reach out to your loved ones because a lot of times people didn't just they don't just come out and let you know you know sometimes mm. you really have to ask like how are you truly feeling right. you know and like don't force them because you know like forcing people can like lead to like bad effects but you know just try to show them that you are truly here for them and like whenever they're feeling down they can always reach out to someone yeah I I like that a lot I think there's you know this whole learning process that you talk about through a lifetime of learning when you know it's okay to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. with which people it's okay Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and when to maybe give people a little bit more space because that's Mm -hmm. part of mental health too right taking space and asking for Mm -hmm. space exactly exactly and that's normal it's like don't think that you are being greedy if you ask people that you need space don't Mm. think that you're being too greedy it's your right you know Mm. it's for your mental health and it's and it's important Mm. so if you feel like you need space let them know that you need space you know and it's very important to take to distance yourself and isolate yourself from other people who 
um, are not bringing um, peace to your life. You know, it's okay to cut people off. You know, and that is life. You meet one and you let go of one. Yeah, I I really like that. Um, it, I found it difficult at times to be able to like ask for what I need, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that you know, in just general observation, this mm-hmm. difficulty of like being able to just say what I need or ask mm-hmm. for what I need. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard for us to to just do that? Yeah, that is ties into like vulnerability. Also, mm. you know, we don't want to seem weak. You know, we don't want to ask. We feel like everyone's going through a hardship, so we don't want to, you know, barge in another problem. You know, that's even with me at home. Like when I'm going through stuff, and or if I need something, or if I'm having trouble with money, it's it's not very easy for me to go and ask my parents. You know, because right. I'm like every every day I see my parents coming home from work, and they're very tired. You know, and I feel like if I just ask for money, like, you mm. know, like they need more money than I do you know I'm still young and I don't even have that many chores to do at home you know and they're paying for rent and car insurance and everything so I I guess it's a more coming from a place where like you just don't want to bring more problem into their life you know yeah. you want you don't want to like put your problem on theirs also because it just feels like it's too much baggage to for them to carry yeah I, I think i've got similar feedback of like oh i don't want to burden you with mm-hmm. my problems or yeah. i don't want to make more stress for you sort of mm-hmm. thing and i've tried to you know say similar things of like well it doesn't have to be that way you know just simply talking about it together and sharing mm-hmm. our anxieties sharing our depressions yeah. sharing whatever yeah. it is we're not necessarily saying that you need to carry this for yeah. me but just like being able to talk about it and mm-hmm. have a safe place to do that mm-hmm. is a, a yeah. huge thing yeah and feedback is very important because a lot of times like when you have people who always keep stuff to themselves and their problems to themselves it's because of the feedback you Mm. know maybe they have tried to reach out to someone and that person didn't really help you know so it's also a lot from experience you know right even for me like i've had times where i try to be open with people and they just did not listen to me so it also you know closes like puts another blind where i'm like okay i guess i'm gonna you know just yeah, stay away yeah. from asking people about um, some things or just coming up to people and telling them my problems. So it just put another like veil in my face that I feel like I can't even trust yeah. some people. But I'm sure that maybe, well, I, I, don't, I shouldn't say sure, but, but but maybe you've experienced the opposite where yeah, somebody sure, is sure. like mm-hmm. open and it feels so good and you're like, for sure. oh, this was yeah. a really nice conversation. Mm-hmm. I got a lot out. Yes. It was good to just yes. be real with somebody, mm-hmm. right? Yes, for sure. Definitely, 100%, you know? Yeah. Just like I said with my brother, he was like my go-to. And then now, when he was gone, I was like, oh, okay, now it's like you gotta find somebody else that you can try to connect on a deeper level like that. But not everybody's the same, you know? Right. Not everybody let off the same emotions. So I'm still looking for that person, but I feel like with my mom, I'm able to do that with my mom, mm. you know, be vulnerable and really talk to my mom about some certain stuff that I'm not able to talk to my dad about. Yeah which is which is great mm-hmm. you do you feel like your parents are developing more of an understanding of the kind of the mental health things that we've been talking about a little mm-hmm. bit more or maybe they already had that understanding mm-hmm. and sharing it with you or how has that gone um coming from an immigrant um parents back home there's honestly it's sad that there's no such thing as mental health uh. you know like no like you come up to someone and you're like i'm depressed they're gonna be like huh mm-hmm. you know yeah it's like okay like well like what do you want me to do (laughs) you know and i'm they still i'm trying to i feel like i'm like the teacher 
at home. You know, I have to teach them this stuff because they haven't been to school and they don't know, like, what's going on in the world in the U.S., you know, except for, like, when they watch, like, CNN and stuff. So they don't really know much that's going on. So I have to, like, um, teach them how, like, well, like, what is mental health? Like, what is this issue? Like, what is that? Like, what is this, you know? Right. But... I, they're still working on it. Just like they're trying to understand, like this is a serious issue, you know. Yeah. Even when they're, and it's so sad because it's like when they're going through something that's part of like a mental health, like they don't really realize that right. this is something I need to get help on, you know. And they don't really want to talk about it. They just keep it, and you can see how like it's very like hard on them, you know, because right. they feel like, especially with like the men at home, like they like I'm the man of the house, you know. Right. I'm not supposed to show emotion. Like I have to mm. be strong for the family. But why do you have to carry all that burden? You know yeah. why? Like exactly like you said, like family. You have to be there for your family. So shouldn't we all be together as one for each other? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I've noticed similar things with my parents, and may- maybe part of this is like a, a generational thing of mm-hmm. the older generation of our our parents and our parents' parents maybe didn't have as much access to mm-hmm. knowledge or resources exactly. about mental health, and so maybe that's opening up, which is great. The other factor that you talked about is is home. Where where is home for your parents, and what was it about that culture that maybe put those confinements on mental health? Yeah, home for my parents is definitely where they were raised. You know, where wow. um, their mother's footsteps are. You know, yeah, uh, like. If they can go back right now, if you give them a flight ticket right now, they're like, peace, I'm out of here, you know? Mm. And and I can see that, like, how hard it is for them to be in this country, knowing that they have family members back home, uh-huh. especially uh, my dad having his mom back home in Mali, and she basically has no one, you know? Like, most of her kids yeah. either passed away or moved to a different country, you know? And it's like, um, like the poverty there is, like, it's, it's, like, very high, you know? Right. So, like, oh, man, it's... Uh, one second it's just um i don't even know what to say but like if my dad was here he would definitely not call this place his home Mm. you know like even through all the um all the years that he'd been through like he he doesn't think he's found like a, a specific moment that that would lead him to call this place his home right you know yeah well, that that's really tough, um, and maybe that's one thing that I think is important for uh, us that haven't experienced a migration mm-hmm. story to to realize is that you know people migrate for a lot of different reasons. And if I can try to like maybe summarize some of what you said about your dad or your parents, is that they probably didn't really want to leave their home. Exactly, it was necessary mm-hmm. at some level. Mm-hmm. They wanted maybe more opportunity for you, mm-hmm. and they found they find it to be really hard to call a new place home. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Th- that's what happened with my dad. Like he moved uh, from back home to the states in two thousand one, and mm. I wasn't even born then. But he just he owned a chicken farm back home, but the business wasn't working that well. So he uh, signed up for the lottery, and he won yeah. the lottery, which which is pretty cool. Oh, but yeah, he won cool. the lottery to come to the states and to just start a new life and have opportunity for his uh, kids, you know, yeah. and to have education because he stopped going to school in um, second grade, oh, you wow. know, so he didn't have any education and to just come to a different country not knowing anybody it's just intense and he originally came he actually originally went to um new york first and he okay. was there when 9 11 happened oh, wow. and so that impacted him a, a big time the like um caused him to move to a different state to come to utah you know right. 
but it was just for to have a better opportunity for his family and to like give like the whole world to his kids yeah that's a that's a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. um and you know I, I think that's maybe one common theme among a lot of the older generation of migrants or immigrants coming to the United States is mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sacrificing so that my family and my children can have mm-hmm. more opportunity mm-hmm. so now that you're you know you've been here and you grew up here and you've had that opportunity uh, talk about that experience for yourself yeah it's, it's definitely opposite with my <laughs> compared to my parents like uh, if you ask me where home is like I, I I'm still trying to find home honestly sure. I would call Utah my home because I grew up here uh-huh. you know and I've been exposed to so many different cultures and different people which I'm super grateful for but at the end of the day if you ask me what I call this home I would say no just like uh-huh. my dad I haven't found like a specific moment where I'm like oh my gosh like yeah this this is my home yeah. you know I haven't really clicked with this uh, state as much, but with everything that have happened to me, with every opportunity that I've been given, I'm very grateful yeah. for every single one of them. That's that's gotta be tough to not have that sort of feeling of home, because I can just you know speak from my experience. I grew up a little bit south of here in mm-hmm. Orem. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I just go back from Salt Lake to Orem, there's this sort of feeling of going home, but it's a weird feeling because there's like, I, I, I feel it as a home, but I feel the anxiety and comfort that comes mm-hmm. with kind of what my experience of, of home has been. So I, I guess that makes sense. And you saying that, you know, just finding... Uh, what clicks or what works for you to be able to finally call it home that makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense yes even back home like if I were to go back I haven't been since I came here when I was six years old Mm. so if I were to go back home will I even call that place my home even though I'm surrounded by all those delicious food um, amazing people all my family like but would I really truly call that place home because I'm not even used to it like if you ask me about memories that I've had growing up there I literally have none yeah. You know, so I can't really say that's my permanent home either. Right. And I imagine that creates some maybe awkward, uncomfortable situations when people are asking, trying to ask you about, like, where you're from, yeah. how long you've been here, mm-hmm. all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, and they're like, so tell me about back home. I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, there's not much to tell, right. really. You know, like, I, I don't have... I don't remember really what happened. Even like when we call back home as um, during Eid, uh-huh. it's like you're talking to family members, and it's sus because it's like I they have very thick accent back home. So uh-huh. whenever they're like giving you prayers, you're like, thank you, thank you, uh-huh. thank you, and you don't even know what they're saying. You know, you're right. just saying thank you, thank you, and then they like ask you some questions, and you're just like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give the phone to my dad now, and it's so so sad because I'm like losing like half of my language, you know, right. and I don't want to go back home and like having them speak to me and I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what you're saying, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's gotta be tough and that mm-hmm. probably contributes to this, this I don't know if it's a lack of feeling of home because you kind of feel probably stuck in the middle of like you're bridging this huge gap exactly, of exactly. like language, culture, mm-hmm. a physical place being home, mm-hmm. all of that. So much, there's so much that, that goes into it, you know? Like I'm just trying to, still be connected to my roots like I obviously do not 100% don't want to just let it go you know I still want to be connected to my culture to my family to my tradition and it's something that I want to carry on and to give to my kids also have my kids have the opportunity to go back home see like where mom grew up from and then see where dad grew up from you know and just be able to connect to their roots to like just 
know where they came from, where their mom came from, that, you know? That's beautiful. I love that. I think everybody, I wish everybody would have that sort of opportunity to go mm-hmm. to the places where their, their family heritage came from to yes, see what that's yes. like. Mm-hmm. Do you... I'm afraid that in America sometimes there's this sentiment of like well you're an American now you need to kind of forget that past and mm-hmm. you're you're kind of here now mm-hmm. why you still identify with this or that yeah do you feel that at all oh yes so much and it's so sad because it's yeah. like but but why would I do that yeah. you know like it's it's my identity it's literally part of me you know like right. why would I that's like literally giving half of my body like this is it's crazy you know um, even if I'm in this country and I've been here all my life I'm not American I do not um, tell anyone that I'm American or African American I'm just African mm. you know I African it runs in my blood and even it comes out sometimes with like certain words that I say you know you hear the accent in there sure. and it's something that I love and I'm not trying to hide and not, it's nothing that I'm ashamed of and I want you to know that yeah. I am African and that I have an accent you know yeah I, I love that and I, I hope you're able to maintain that sort of confidence and belief mm-hmm. about all of that because mm-hmm. I think we actually desperately need that as a country because mm-hmm. that's really what this country was founded upon exactly even you know so I would identify as an American because I was born and raised here but even me amongst my friends that were born and raised here and only have sort of this American culture as a part of our lives we always still talk about like oh my this fa- this side of my family came from England and this side of my family came from Italy or whatever mm-hmm. we all still identify with that and think it's kind of cool yeah. so I don't get why people are so like weird or mm-hmm. even just plain rude about mm-hmm. that sort of stuff mm-hmm. it's, it's, exactly it's literally having spice to you you know right. like you don't just want to be plain bread you know you want to have something you know you want to have like some seasoning (laughs) into you and it's like uh with my parents like if they were to hear me say that i'm just american and not really tie anything to my culture they're gonna be like huh like it's gonna feel like they wasted their time bringing me here or like it's gonna feel like they didn't do their job you know because they're gonna be like oh like i did not teach my kid the tradition i did not teach my kid about like her, uh, like their roots like it's it's my fault you know and I don't uh, want them to carry that burden you know I want them right. to know that I appreciate them and um, their feet is my feet yeah I, I love that is there talks or discussion between you and your parents about like carrying on some of this culture and tradition into maybe a future family that you have um, <laughs> family um, I, I honestly don't even okay so with my mom and dad uh-huh. um, my dad we don't talk about anything like that because okay. um, he's all about education 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 you know get your okay. education you know okay. and with my mom I'm always like oh my gosh mom I can't wait to start my family uh-huh. have a husband da 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 get married and she's always like yes oh my gosh I can't wait to put the henna on your hand you uh-huh. know I can't wait to be the center of attention and dance I'm like but mom it's gonna be my time to shine so you need to know when to chill okay but yeah there's always like those talk on like um, passing down the tradition to the kids you know and having the kids explore like I said going back home and seeing everything and just not losing their self in this world and so it sounds like maybe your mom is a little bit more like excited about that (laughs) that part of things and being able to share that with you and Mm -hmm. share that with grandkids Mm -hmm, for sure it sounds like a, a 
a typical sort of grandma yeah, thing, yeah, which which I sure. love. Yeah. yeah, she always talks about, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have my little nieces and nephews. I'm like, yeah, mom, just <laughs> let me just finish school first, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I've been able to watch through my sisters and my mom, you know, have grandkids and mm-hmm. she loves to get them involved in the tradition sort of side of thing and yeah. participate in that. So, it's always yeah. so cute and it's very like wholesome. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to, you mentioned some ideas about culture. Um, is there a big difference for you and your experience between this idea of culture and religion? Because when I grew up, I grew up pretty religious, and mm-hmm. it was hard for me to divide like this culture, religion sort of thing. It all kind of meshed together for mm-hmm. me. And what's mm-hmm. that been like for you? Um, growing up, I did not honestly. I did not grow up in a very religious home. You know, we uh. all like found a way through our religion and growing up i realized to with my culture and my religion is it's very like parallel to each other it's very okay. like um like together you know because yeah. a lot of time like in your religion what you really do is like the same culture like it's, it's the same thing that you're gonna be doing you know it's, it's it's very weird how to explain it but like but like i said growing up we weren't very religious we all had to find a way through the religion and um Luckily, I, I did found like a moment where I was very like connected to my religion, and here mm-hmm. I am today wearing a hijab that I'm very proud of, and I want everyone to know, you know, I'm a proud Muslim woman, uh-huh. uh, you know. But yeah, I think, yeah, personally, I do see my culture and my religion being kind of connected to each other, yeah. you know, to form like my identity. Yeah. In in recent few years, there's been a lot of talk about. Uh, women and hijab and and Islam it sounds like you're okay in wanting to engage in that discussion and and wanting to represent for lack of better word yes 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 definitely Um, religion is something I love talking about like right now one of my classes that I'm taking in college is world religion and I love it you know love learning about the different religions and it's just so cool and it's like after learning about all like the different religions, I'm like, but why are we all fighting each other? Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Like I can see certain moments where we're all connected. Like I can pick up some few bits and pieces from Christianity, Judaism, and um, even like Buddhism, and then I can see right. like that little connection with Islam. Right. But I'm like, why are we all fighting each other? Like. Yeah. Why can't we just all live in peace and harmony? Yeah. You know, it makes no sense. Yeah. Please make it make sense, you know? <laughs> well, I was about make to ask you, have, you, have you made sense out of that? Like, why, why is like, it that why? we fight? Like, like I'm honestly, not sure either. I blame the media, you know? Mm-hmm. I blame the media how they portray um, Islam, like, in a very negative way. Like I said, it's just what they want you to see is what you're going to see. Unless you right. do your own research, you're just going to have this misconception of Muslim uh, people, Muslim right. women in a hijab, Muslim men in a thobe. You know, right. instead of having all this misconception, and you, you don't even want to research about them, go ask the person who is Muslim. Uh-huh. You know, go ask them and just find out the truth for yourself. And then at the end of the day, you can decide, mm, this is not right, mm, this is not wrong. Because at least you have the knowledge, the background knowledge to be like, yes, I can have my decision and be firm in your decision. Right. How has that been here in Utah? You know, Utah is the uh, capital of Mormonism for the world. Yeah. <laughs> so coming here, uh, identifying as, as Muslim, 
have people approached you to try to understand uh, a little bit more in a in a friendly, cordial, respectful sort of way, or mm-hmm. have you got a lot of mixed sort of response around that? Uh, before, I remember when we first moved here, um, Utah was in a very diverse um, state. You mm-hmm. know, it, it took a while, but I guess, Mama, we made it. You know, yeah. you know, we're here now, and I'm so I'm just so happy to see um, finally see a freaking hijabi. Um, at the same school as me, and uh, I'm like, you know, we see each other uh, in the hallway, and we're like, hey, you're a you hijabi, I'm a hijabi, ah, let's yeah, link, you know. Yeah. So it's it's so nice having that connection, but um, yes, I have people who actually have come up to me, whether that's in school or just me walking around and ask me like, oh, like, what do you wear the hijab? Like, like I've seen this on the news. Like, is it true? And I'm like, I don't get mad with questions like that. I'm actually uh. super happy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, like come my child let me educate you you know like I love those conversations those moments are honestly it helped even increase my faith you know because I'm like wow like my religion's out there and there's some curious people out there who actually take the time from their day to come and ask me personally instead of having all these negative thoughts about us you know yeah well which i i'm really glad to hear that that's happening Mm -hmm. because i think that's going back to a little bit of this vulnerability piece we talked about it's probably fairly vulnerable for somebody to ask uh, that sort of sensitive question but then for you also to be just open and willing to to entertain Mm -hmm. that conversation Mm because that's how we learn about each other right exactly exactly i think that's the beauty of the situation right now is we're sitting across from each Mm -hmm. other learning and having just a conversation about what what's life all about you know exactly yeah. what is life all about yeah. you know <laughs> yeah have i'm curious to to know you know mormonism has this sort of rap of like you come to utah and probably maybe more so when you first came to utah people are going to try to get you to become mormon oh my god hold on i have to take the mic down for this okay hold on yeah, just slide it towards you and then it'll come out there you okay, go okay um please stop knocking on my door i am muslim <laughs> i feel like i should have like a poster on my door that says we are a muslim family uh. <laughs> don't knock but you know um you know I don't blame them you know that's their job that's what they have to do you know and every time they knock the door um don't tell anyone this but we hide like we see them through the hole but we just act like no one's home or we close out the windows but sometimes when I open the door I invite them in for like some tea you know it's a normal thing to do you know it's it's like that's the thing with uh, as a Muslim there's so many negative stereotypes about us on social media you know so when it's sad because when you come and knock the door you feel like you when the missionaries come and knock the door you feel like you have to let them in and sit mm-hmm. down, you know? So they're not like, oh, this is a Muslim family. Oh, we know about them in the media already because this is how they're going to act, you know? Uh, they're just going to ignore yeah. us, you know? So it's sad because I feel like I have to, like, welcome them into my house and sit down with them and talk with them and be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? And, you know, and they're out here like, here's the Bible, and I'm, I'm, I have to take it, you know? Right. Like, we have, like, so many Bibles at my house just sitting, you know, on the table, <laughs> yeah. like... We just give them out to, like, our neighbors and, like, they welcome <laughs> like, accept them, you know? Right. But I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I don't mind it, you know? It's, you're just doing what you have to do, and you're welcome anytime I'm in my house for some chai, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. I, I appreciate that perspective. And I, I guess to a certain, like, extent or a certain level, 
going back to this idea of like, well, I, f- I feel like I need to let them in to kind of uh, let them understand that, you know, we're just normal people too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, we're Muslim, but we're just normal people. Exactly, we don't want them exactly. to think that something else of us, if we don't allow them to come in or whatever, mm-hmm. I think at a certain level, like we all need to do that just for whatever we're trying to do in life or passionate mm-hmm. about in life is like give people space to come in and talk to us exactly to let us to let them see that you know we're normal and mm-hmm. we're able to have a conversation and we're willing to you know enjoy each other's yes, company yes, even yes. though we're different mm-hmm. and i've had some moments where like my dad was home and they come and knock the door and it's honestly the most wholesome moment because it's like one religion and in the other religion and they're just talking about each other's uh, religion but it's nothing negative you know they just yeah. talk about uh, like uh, positive things and they're and it's so interesting because like they get to know about my religion and I get to know about their religion and I'm just like this is honestly a great moment to learn about each other's religions you know right. and not having like any negative stuff or just leaving all the negative stuff behind just close it you know and just yeah. welcome and then like let's just talk and get to know each other I really like that. And I don't know, I might be letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, mm-hmm. catty. Well, I don't know, no, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, no. I'm but, changing my name now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew up Mormon, mm-hmm. and I was a missionary. So, and I, I'm, not, I'm not really religious anymore, and I don't really mm-hmm. identify as being Mormon, but I did that whole missionary thing, and I always try to approach it the same sort of way. Like, if I'm yeah. going to be sitting in somebody's house, mm-hmm. let's just, you know, share what we consider the good news of exactly. whatever religion we are together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to twist your arm or force you to become Mormon because mm-hmm. that, that at the end of the day, that almost doesn't make sense from, a, like, a religious perspective if we're trying to force each other into believing exactly, one thing exactly. or another. If we can just have a conversation about it and learn from each other. I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Exactly. That's how it should be with every religion, you know? Like, don't just assume that your religion is right. Right. You know, like, okay, you know what? I think I just bit my tongue, but I, I do, I, I have those moments where I'm like, yeah, my religion's the right one. You know, we all have those moments, but I'm saying like, hear other people out, you know, when they come to you for a conversation, hear them out. Don't just bash them and be like, well, that is wrong. Like, why in your religion you guys did this and this and that? Like, if you're very curious about this, go on it on a nicer way, you know, you don't really yeah. have to like be on their throat, you know, just right. talk to them like they're human being just like you. Yeah, I guess that is one of the weird parts about religion because mm-hmm. most religions will say that you know we're the, we're the right religion. Yeah, we respect yeah. you, we love you. We're the right we're the religion. Right religion. <laughs> <Sort of> thing. <laughs> Which I, I mean, that's what religion is, right? That's yeah. what it, it's yeah. there to kind of provide mm-hmm. pathways for people yeah. to to walk on. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, yeah, but it is it is, it is it is funny mm-hmm. and to just kind of watch and observe because yeah. we all kind of have an idea of what's right or whatever mm-hmm, so. exactly it's yeah. it's, it's so funny it's, it's very childish at the same time I feel like it's literally every religion that says this is the right religion this is the right religion I'm just like okay yeah you do you <laughs> you know yeah I heard an <laughs> interesting story recently from you know somebody else that migrated to Utah this person was Hindu and in mm-hmm. Hinduism they have kind of a belief of, of multiple yes, gods yes. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they were talking about actually Anna was telling me this mm-hmm. um, and they have this belief uh, you know that there's multiple gods out there and it's okay to worship multiple gods mm-hmm. so when they came to Utah and Mormon missionaries were trying to approach them about joining them mm-hmm. For them, it was like, 
why not? You know, yeah, what's another yeah. God? You know, like oh, I'll become Mormon. Say less. I'm still, you know, I'm still Hindu, but I'm Mormon too. And mm-hmm. um, you know, being Mormon provided some community at some level for them and some connection to resources. Wow. But it was also like, hey, why not? You That's know? beautiful. That's <laughs> honestly so beautiful. God, yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. So that, it's definitely one way to approach it. Sort of this, like, mm-hmm. you know, like why that. not? You know, mm-hmm. like if whether call him all yeah. or call him God or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, yeah, why just, not? Just going with the flow you know just going with the flow i love that honestly that's very beautiful you know yeah that's nice um it seems like that utah is also becoming a better place for peoples of different faith and background to worship and to worship whenever however they like have you experienced that a hundred percent not even just me but i know so many family members and friends who have um actually have experienced that like now people are like, you know what? I'm going to live in Utah for the rest of my life. And I'm like, uh, good for you. Yeah. You know, if you really feel like this is your home and you want to live the rest of your life, you're honestly, I am 100% with you, you know, because it's becoming such a beautiful place. Right. Not only because of the beautiful apartments that I'm trying to move into, but, <laughs> you know, the people here are honestly friendly, you know, like it's it's so weird because when I see in the media of like so many things happening in different states, like uh, we have police brutality, you know, and like being like uh, as a person of color being stopped by the police it's nothing i've ever experienced you know uh-huh. but i really do feel for those who have right but like i don't it's maybe because i don't hear it but i don't see it as like much here even with like uh, discrimination like i've had um my moments but i wouldn't say i like i've had like a huge moment of like um discrimination here in this state and i found that there's so many friendly people here that are like very um open-minded you know more in the youth like yeah. i wouldn't say it's like the older generation mm. yeah we know about them people you know the late <laughs> the freaking blue uh, uh boomers um but in the youth i say that they're uh, more open-minded to having a conversation with you right com- which i love i love you guys yeah, yeah. what I, I mean, we kind of maybe talked about this a little bit, but why, why is it that youth are now so much better about being able to just be like chill about talking about these sort of things? I think I think we're just used to it, and we're just tired of having the same conversation and conversation over and over again. And I feel like nowadays the youth are trying to change. Mm. You know, they're trying to change like the conversations. They're taking it more in like a heavier way. Like they're like, they see an issue and they're like, okay, there's something wrong with this. And they're more vocal now. So that's what, I'm like, I freaking love this. I freaking yeah. love the youth, you know? Yeah. Instead of like going back like five steps, we're like literally going steps forward with the youth, you know? They're yeah. taking stuff more seriously and they're willing to ha- sit down and have a conversation about this issue and like figuring out what do we have to do to change this, right? Yeah. What do we, it's not, And it, the thing is, I feel like it's not us trying to change it for ourselves but for the future you know it's not just about us how can we change this issue to for it to continue years and years and years down yeah a lot of people have been talking about youth young adults Mm -hmm. taking a lot of the uh weight or pressure of Mm -hmm. making changes exactly um do you feel like that that's like an accurate thing that you like your generation is taking 100%, that on? Uh-huh. And is it fair for us? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I, I'm probably a slightly a different generation, but is mm-hmm. it fair for us? Like, let's let the youth work this um, out. At this point, I feel like, you know, y'all just need to worry about your back pains and just sit down and have some chai, you know? I uh, appreciate that. That sounds nice. <laughs> but, you know, I, sometimes I feel like when the youth is trying to handle some stuff, you have some, you know, um, old people. What do I do? I feel like the word old is just very, 
I feel like I'm coming off in a mean way. Is that, is that my old nah, people? Nah, yeah. Well, again, going back yeah, to like how yeah, we yeah. start is like, oh, we, it's kind of hard to know what the right yeah, word is to, to I'm, say. I'm but yeah. old, old people, people you know? Yeah, I'll old give you people. permission. <laughs> I feel like they sometimes just come into the conversation and it's like, you're not really helping. Uh-huh. You know, we're trying to move forward. You're just trying to take us like five, 50 years back, you know? Right. So sometimes it's better for them to just sit down and let us handle our business, you know? Yeah. And a lot of them don't realize that. They always feel like they have to, like, barge in and come into the conversation. Like, yes, I would love to hear you out, but if it's not something that's gonna help us, keep it to yourself, honey. Okay, keep it to yourself, I like that. You know? that There seems to be, like, this sort of friction between the tradition of older people, old people, mm-hmm. like, let's mm-hmm. keep the tradition versus, like, uh, younger people were ready to progress. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how have you found that part? If, okay, so with my uh, dad, I feel like I'm like literally talking so much smack about my dad. <laughs> with my dad, like he's all 100% about old traditions, you okay. know? What the lessons I grew up with is how I'm gonna teach my kid. And it's like, dad, we're not in the same generation anymore, right. you know? Times are changing. The way you grew up is not the same where I grew up. And then when you try to talk to them, they're like, well, you know, like I literally used to walk up the mountain to go to school and <laughs> yeah. freaking fetch water for my mom. I'm like, honey, you did not do that, dad. Dad, you did not. Don't lie. God yeah. is watching you, you know? But yeah, there's so many like, I gotta bring back the traditions, but we don't gotta bring back the traditions. We're trying to change this because of the traditions, you know? Right. It's the traditions that are leading us in a negative way, you know? We gotta change it to, in a, to have a better tradition for not just you, not just me, but the whole community. Right. Yeah, I, I like that. I, one thing that, from my personal experience is, you know, I don't participate in the Mormon church, but I've mm-hmm. kind of been watching some shifts and changes over the past 10 or so years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is being pushed by the youth of, like, uh, as a church, we need to change and adapt. And some of that is pushing up against these maybe core tenets of the church and so Mm -hmm. the older uh, apostles and prophets of the church are saying nah we can't do that and the younger people like let's just do this this Mm -hmm. is what we need to do Mm -hmm. are similar conversations happening in in islam about like these changes that need to happen yes i i go to this um event every saturday and uh, we have some young adults there and we have some um older generations there and then sometimes it gets pretty heated you know Uh like really heated and I'm just like wow it's it's so interesting having that like back and forth moment with the uh, young adults and then with the adults and I'm just like sometimes honestly you can see both points of view right you know like sometimes you can see back you're like okay this person's right okay but this person's right and then you just gotta but they never try to have a conversation and have a middle ground you know right. there's always like no you follow my lead no you follow my lead but there have been some of uh, some certain conversation about uh what's happening even here with like our somali community about the whole gun violence things that are going on you know so we're trying to like have go on a better uh way with that solution how we can we protect like our brothers and sisters from this um gun violence that's been going around yeah i really I love to hear that you guys are getting together and just having that communication and discussion mm-hmm. as a community. Um, I think that needs to happen more. And unfortunately, even in Mormonism, that doesn't, well, it could happen more that I don't know about, but mm-hmm. it, there's this big disconnect be, between like youth being able to talk and influence 
the prophet and mm-hmm. those apostles because they're like that really old old mm-hmm. older generation mm-hmm. they're literally mm-hmm. in their 70s and 80s and us you know maybe that we're in our 20s or 30s yeah. or even in our teens are coming and trying to say like well why can't we change this within mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. and they're there's not even a Saturday that we can get together and yell yeah, at each yeah. other, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's good to, to hear that you guys are at least having those yeah. sort of conversations. Mm-hmm. You feel like that things are coming together to be able to produce yeah, change? It's, it's definitely changing. They're finally understanding where we're coming from. Like beginning, like the one word they were always like, scared that we'd say is why. Uh, you know, they hate that word for some reason. It's like, dude, get out of your butt. But like, <laughs> it's just like when, when we bring up the whole why thing, they're like, oh, well, um, uh, you know, your kids, you still don't know. I'm like, but we do know. That's why we're here to have this conversation with you, you know? Right. Things are not going to go the way your plan. And then the things with the whole religion thing, you want it to be better. You want the community to be better. Then why aren't you listening to us? We uh, are the community. Right. We are the future. Uh-huh. So why don't you invest your money on us? You know, why uh-huh. don't you show some actions that we're trying to tell you to do? Like, be with us instead of against us. Right. Are, is there some sort of level of discussion of like, well, if the younger generation would just follow uh, the, I don't, I don't know if you guys call them commandments or rules mm-hmm. or religion. If you guys would just follow that better, it would be all good. Why yes, are you guys not following yes, this sort of thing? Yes, yes, That irritates me so much. That's when they don't figure out that you got to uh, disconnect religion and what's going on in society uh, you know yeah. when we go there we're not just talking about the religion we're also talking about what's going on in our communities right. but they don't see that they're always like well if you just you know we call it dean if you just follow your dean things are going to be easy for you you know uh-huh. if you just pray your daily prayers and ask god for forgiveness and stop hanging out with like um kids that, t- that do drugs or have guns and your whole life was is going to be set and i'm just like mm. <laughs> it's not like that you know you see they don't way. see where we're coming from right. and it's like I'm not even just asking for myself like uh-huh. maybe I have a friend who's in this situation I'm trying to find a better way to reach to them right. you know but they don't understand any of that well they would say like if your friend is in that situation leave that friend right what is this it's like I'm in a battle leave my friend dying like do I just <laughs> run away you know yeah because it makes no sense you know make it make sense yeah yeah i I got a lot of the same messages when I was younger as like if there's some sort of issue or some sort of problem with me following the religion, what I need to do is I need to pray more mm-hmm. or I need to read those scriptures more yeah. or go to church more or whatever and you know now it's easier for me to say, well, no, like you said, it's just not that easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that mm-hmm. way. We really mm-hmm. got to be connected to what's going on because we can't address depression mm-hmm. with a scripture we can't exactly. address uh gun violence with a prayer exactly um of course we can still do those things mm-hmm. and participate in them and have them there to support mm-hmm. us but mm-hmm. there's got to be a lot more that happens exactly exactly it's like sometimes when there's something going on in the world you don't just read news you don't just read what's going on in the news right you either write to your congress your representative you have a protest right, right. those are all like our responsibility like this is all actions that we're taking to show that we're dedicated to have change so just praying about uh gun violence for it to stop and kids taking drugs do we just stop there like do we just say okay god thank you for answering my prayers okay uh see you next sunday or see you next friday you know it's not like that you know it shouldn't be like that we should also show that we're human beings and show that we have sympathy uh, sympathy and that we can literally reach to, uh, through people also, like have some responsibility to do some um, stuff. Like we can't just sit around and just pray, you know, and read 
the Quran or the Bible or something. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, another friend that had on a previous podcast, we were talking a lot about homelessness, and he mm-hmm. mentioned compassion being like the main thing that we should approach homelessness with. We're always mm-hmm. approaching it as like, why are you doing this? Why are you out on the yes, street? Why, yes. why are you asking for alcohol or mm-hmm. whatever? And why can't we just approach with compassion? And yes. Same like with you know a young person that, that has a gun or a young person that does drugs why can't mm-hmm. we just approach with a bit more compassion to exactly. these people exactly so yeah. i was like why are you doing it like why do you have a gun like why do you need to associate yourself with like first of all you don't even know the story mm. you know so how can you just judge a book by its cover just like that you know yeah like if you really honestly that's what i'm saying like if you really want to reach to someone you gotta know the whole story don't just nick nitpick the ones you want and then leave the right. ones you don't want you gotta really know the whole thing even with the, the guy that said about the whole um, homelessness we do have to go with compassion not just with homelessness but with the gun violence issue with so many issues you know yeah. just getting to the bottom of it and then seeing what action do i need to take now so from your perspective, where does it come together with, you know, your meeting with your religious or cultural community to have these discussions? Where does it come together with, like, the, the general community, Salt Lake City? Where does that come together to help what you guys are experience, mm-hmm. experiencing? So, like, okay, so in the community, when we sit down and talk, we talk about, okay, so this person talks about this is what's going on in their community this person talks about what's going on in their community so with all the information we get we gather up and we see like okay we go to like all these different communities and try to do what we can you know like obviously we cannot reach everyone we cannot touch everyone's heart you know so we just try to do basically what we can so a lot of talk comes down to like resources do we provide enough resources Mm -hmm. for um people living in a certain part of town Mm -hmm, and unfortunately mm -hmm. here in salt lake it's always talking about like the west side of town we have enough west side resources Mm -hmm. sort of stuff so uh, i don't know if like as a, a immigrant cultural islamic community is there uh, I don't know if there's like this discussion of like how can we get our Salt Lake City community more involved with us and what we're doing. Do you guys have that sort of thought or discussion? Or I feel like we do, but not one that I've been at. Hmm. You know, but I feel I know I know there's so many. I'm ours is not the only discussions that we have. Right. I know there's so many different like um, groups that also meet up on like other days to have discussions about uh, certain things. But I knew with us, we do think about resource. Like resources is the number one big thing. Like right. if we're gonna help, how can we help if we do not have resource, right? So we all try to gather up. Like even if it's just money, like gathering up money or gathering food or gathering blankets, clothes. We try to do all of those stuff to just give to those who really need it. Yeah. I really like that. And I'm curious if you think that there's some responsibility on like a city's level or a county or a state level for them to reach out to um, folks that need more resources. And like, how do you go about that? Because it's kind of like this weird sort of area of like, Oh, should we go and talk to our our friends at the mosque because they're having a meeting about gun violence or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should we go and approach them and see what we could do, or do we let them approach us and mm-hmm. express kind of their needs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? It's, it's actually like that. Sometimes you have people who uh, from different organizations that come up to you, and like because right. they know that you're like specialized in this type of issue, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we need help with this," and it's like, "Oh my gosh, come in!" You know, let's uh-huh. we're gonna help you. And sometimes we 
that that's the thing. It's super welcoming with all the different organizations. You know, it's not like you're gonna leave one to go to a different one. They're just gonna be like, oh no, we're not gonna help you. You know, everyone's open minded. And the uh, greater thing about that, we have like the imams, like the uh, people that lead prayers, also involved in this, which is more beautiful because they're able to uh, reach people on a broader way. Because you know, like when you like there's, when you're like the sheikh, the imam, you're more respected in the community because right. you're like the bigger up. You know, so we have like them like right behind us who also reach out to other organizations even out of state organizations which is really cool yeah. even if we want to do uh, something overseas they have a connection to those communities oh, as well that's awesome Yeah. from my perspective and being involved in sort of these different discussions at different levels for me it's kind of like this I wish my uh, you know wish of everybody coming together would be that like I wish that it wasn't like oh, there's gun violence in this community, it would just be like this overall. There's gun violence in our community. How are we addressing it? How are we coming together to address it? And how can we have a better conversation rather than trying to push this on like, oh, it's only over here that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, no, over there is still our community. Mm-hmm. Like we all need to address it together. Exactly. And of course I have incomplete thoughts about how this comes together and how we can make this happen. But I'm wondering if you've thought about that or thought about ways that we can better come together and unify in addressing some of these things. Yeah. So first and foremost, addressing the issues, uh, saying that there is an issue when there is an issue, right. right? That's the first thing you need to do. And then now, now that we realize that there is an issue, uh, who can we bring to the table that can that's dedicated to change the community? Mm-hmm. So now you find those people. Now that you found those people, okay, what are the different resources that we can have? Who can we reach out to? Who can donate what? You know, now we have that conversation, you know, take all the resources that we can get and go out into the community, you know? But it's not just the organization. You also have to talk to the community, right? Right. You have to talk to people who are going through through these issues and see, like, how can I help you? Because a lot of times with organizations, we think about what can, like, we think our idea is the only valid one, but we don't uh, ask those who are going through the specific issue. Right. So why are we not involving them onto the table also. Yeah. So we gotta involve them also. It's not just about you because right. you're not the one being really affected by what's going on. Yeah, I like that a lot. And maybe to even take this on a, a larger scale back to kind of a, a young adult or even a teenager, I don't think we do a very good job in society about like asking about what mm-hmm. your needs are mm-hmm. as a young adult or a mm-hmm. teenager. Like, I don't know if you ever were asked going through school or whatever, like, Caddy, what do you think about your experience in school? Can you give us some um, feedback or advice about how we can change and make this experience mm-hmm. better? Did that ever happen? <laughs> never. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. never. That have never ever happened. It's just, and it's so sad. It's always like the kids that have to go uh, out and be like, um, so can I want to change this? Like, can we talk about this? And they're like, oh yeah, write it on a piece of paper and just put it in the box. And it's like, <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. I'm in my senior year. Nothing changed. You know, yeah. like, are you reading the freaking papers? You know, yeah. and it's so sad. It's like you you say that you're trying to make this school or this community a better place, but you're not really listening to us. Yeah, you know, it's the adults really just taking over and taking the power to make decisions mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. young adults or teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope that changes over time. And again, you know, not to toot my own horn, but like mm-hmm. I, that's why reason why I want to talk to young people is to like hear from from you all about your ideas about um, advice that 
we can have as older people to mm-hmm. you know better work with serve have a community yeah. with our, our younger generation mm-hmm. hold up peter you deserve a snap <laughs> thank you you know thank we need you. more adults like you you know yeah. like if more adults were open-minded i swear this world would be much better uh, you know if they really took the time and really like listen to us and listen to uh what we have to bring to the table we would a lot of issues would be gone yeah. You know, we obviously, like, we cannot say we're going to live in a peace and harmony uh, uh, country as a whole a whole nation. That's that's really not that possible at this yeah. moment, you know. But we can definitely attack some issues. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And one thing that maybe one piece that I would add to that from, like, this adult side is if there are adults, older generation adults, thinking about how they can connect better with younger adults or, or youth, I would say go into it probably knowing that you're going to make some mistakes on Mm -hmm. words that Mm -hmm. you'll use inappropriately Mm -hmm. or phrases that you'll say that are no longer appropriate Mm -hmm. or probably never were appropriate Mm -hmm. but you know that we shouldn't watch the words that we use sort of thing and uh, for maybe younger people to kind of recognize that and older people that sometimes they screw up Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. like, you know let's just give each other space so that we can have these conversations because at some level even though adults should be like the the model of intelligence intelligence and maturity and wisdom and be Mm -hmm. able to have discussions we both know from yes, talking about yes, our parents yes. that like it's not it's not <laughs> like adults just mm-hmm. know how to have these conversations exactly, exactly. they need to practice them mm-hmm. as well with this whole conversation i feel like i've been bashing the adults way too much i'm no, sorry no not but, at all <laughs> actually but you're right you know as a youth as someone who is 20 and with all the youth i feel like we should we shouldn't just say like um oh like we're right or anything you know right we we also have to understand like we make mistakes you know adults are humans as well like they might not have like have the same mindset as us but we still have to respect them at the end of the day and they have to yeah. respect us at the end of the day yeah. you know yeah. we, can, we both have to be open-minded we both are gonna make mistakes uh, through the process yeah we're going to the same churches exactly we're attending the same libraries going right, to school, right, you know, right. going to college together at <laughs> exactly. some level I'm sure there's some older people going to some of the classes <laughs> yeah. with you right? and it's so, so cool seeing them yeah. I'm just like hi guys you <laughs> <Yeah>. know <laughs> with my loud voice I'm sorry <laughs> that, that is one of the fun things about college is that you you realize that this is kind of where it starts to come together for yes. young people mm-hmm. and adults is because mm-hmm. adults are still going through college exactly. or coming back to school and getting more mm-hmm. education such and, a beautiful moment yeah that's really mm-hmm. nice it's always so nice to see like an adult like in my communication class and then you ask them like uh like so like uh what made you choose to come back to school and they're just like uh life was shit <laughs> <laughs> i just need my education you know i'm trying to get a better job you know a better life and i'm like you know what good for you sam yeah good for you you know yeah. if, if if this is really what you want to do a hundred percent i'm rooting for you you know and i hope and i hope you have a great process through all your in, um, endeavors and i hope you have a great time here at slcc yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great spokes, a spokeswoman for slcc that's awesome please yeah. pay me more money pay for all my tuitions <laughs> yeah. please yeah the wave, college refund wave all that tuition <laughs> right yeah, right that, that would be very nice yeah uh, so moving forward into your future what what excites you what are you looking forward to oh i honestly i I love surprises. Okay. You know, I'm working on some stuff at this moment, but I, I don't know what the future has in store, honestly, and I just want to be surprised, you know? Mm. I'm just going with the flow, you know? Going uh, with the flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm currently studying um, international comparative law. 
you know okay. I'm now looking forward to law school if oh. I could skip if I could like skip that I, I, I really would because uh. you know that money yeah, <laughs> Obama do you want to adopt me <laughs> but um, I'm hoping for some new um, so, uh, some new opportunities to um, come up you know like I said about my study abroad I'll be doing a study abroad in South Korea in oh. um in the summer of next year and I'll be graduating from um, SLCC also in May so I'm super looking forward to that and attending you and I hope I get to stay at the dorm as an RA because you know <laughs> yeah College is a scam, guys. College is a scam. <laughs> it really is a lot you know? of money so however you can figure but out yeah, to pay um, for it for sure. Yes, just learning new stuff along the way getting more exposed to different um, people in different cultures and learning a, a new language. I'm currently learning Korean, so annyeonghaseyo. Um, so, awesome. <laughs> so I'm currently learning Korean and honestly trying to learn my own language as well, you know, because you, you can always improve with that. Yeah. And just being connected with the rest of the world, but also being, also taking some time for myself as well. Love that. Early congratulations on Thank the you. transition Thank from you. Slick to the U and Thank you. study abroad. That all Thank sounds so amazing. I know that all my experiences where I've, uh, you know, traveled internationally really mm-hmm. brought me a lot, you know, yes, fun in yes, general. Yes, we all need yes. to have more fun, but a lot of just perspective and insight mm-hmm. on what this mm-hmm. world is all about. Yes. That's still what learning I, all the time. Yes. But yeah. I encourage everyone, and whether you're in high school or you're in college, to honestly do a study abroad. Yeah. It's going to leave you just in awe, you know? Very, you're going to come back open-minded, learning new things, eating so many good food. Like, come on, who doesn't <laughs> want that, right? Yeah. But it just... Food is a good motivator for all of ex- us. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially for me. 100% for me. But yeah, like, if you have the opportunity, just... And you can do a study abroad, just do it. You know, go for it. Don't... Never say never, right? Just... For sure. I'm with you. Uh, what's with this trend, though? Young people seem to be trending towards <laughs> South Korea, Japan, Asia. Vietnam, dude. <laughs> Vietnam, BTS. Asia in general. Like, yeah, BTS, anime. Like, uh, help, you know me, help me understand this trend. Okay, what's going so, on? Oh, wow. I freaking love you, Peter. Like, can I take you home with me? But um, I honestly was not into K-pop. Okay. Uh, but I, in... Um, my junior year, one of my good friends named Fortessa, she actually, and we were in dance class, you know, and she was like, um, do you know BTS? And I was like, <laughs> what? BTS? Like, behind the scenes? Uh. Yeah, I know, behind the scenes. Like, what's up? She's like, no, no, it's a K-pop group. And then she was like, she kept on telling me to listen to them. And, you know, that time I, I honestly was not very open-minded about, like, expanding my music genre. I was like, mm, nah. You know, and then she just kept on insisting, insisting, and like one of their songs, it's called Fire, she was like, listen to it, and I was like, fine, whatever. So one day I finished doing my homework and I decided to listen to it, and I was like, oh, they're pretty good. <laughs> and I swear the government is was watching me, because every single time I went to YouTube, I see like new videos of them, and I was like, what the no, heck? No, it's just so, YouTube you listening know, to you. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just kept on going and clicking and clicking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love these guys. Uh-huh. They're odd, like, and then I came uh, onto a YouTube video of them, like with, it was literally like two hours long, of like their whole story and how the group formed and I honestly was so touched by that and I was like damn like they really went through some hard shit can I swear on here yeah okay they really went through some hard S-H-I-T you know (laughs) and I was just like wow like this this is amazing like this is some like a group that I really want to be involved with that this is something I want to really invest my time in and I don't regret 
any of it, you know, like they're con- they're gonna be doing a concert in um, California in October, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a freaking like Hunger Games, you know, with the tickets. And I regret not purchasing a ticket before uh, the whole pandemic, but uh. then they closed the uh, they canceled because of the because right. of Miss Corona, you know. <laughs> you need to pack Miss. the bags and leave, man. <laughs> but um, and they reopened, and you know, I obviously didn't have a ticket before, so it's f- like. People that had tickets before, the people that are gonna get, you know, right. first serve, you know, so I have to wait until I get accepted to get a ticket. Oh, <laughs> Sadly, no. hopefully I get a ticket, manifest, manifest. But, um, <laughs> Peter, please listen to K-pop, because you're gonna love well, it. No, listen to BTS. So, yeah, I, uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know Jimmy Fallon? It's yes, nice I love Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon. So, BTS was on Jimmy Fallon, yes, right? Yes, yes. During the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they did that whole thing in the mm-hmm, subway, mm-hmm. and I, I was actually like, and, yeah, I was very yeah, impressed. I was like, because yeah. like, it isn't, it's not like, you know, it was in the subway. They obviously choreographed everything to work mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. area they were, they were in. I was like, damn, these yeah. guys are good. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. super on point yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. like had their part. And then during the, the subway interview, uh-huh. uh, when they're just sitting on the subway and Jimmy's talking to them, it was interesting to see how you could see their distinct mm-hmm. personalities. They're where, all different. Where the one was kind of like a little bit more outgoing and willing uh-huh. to engage uh-huh. with Jimmy and mm-hmm. others were kind of just cool they about shy, sitting back. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. cool, you know, yeah. just cool. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I freaking love them. And they were just recently at the UN, you know, giving a speech. Uh-huh. Amazing, wow. They're just, if I had one word to describe them, it would just be wow. Like every single time, wow, 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 you know? And a lot of people, when I tell them I'm going to South Korea, they're like, because of BTS. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, uh, why not, you know? But no, like after. Okay, so before them, I always knew I wanted to do a study abroad. Uh-huh. I just didn't know where I wanted to go yet. I did not make a decision. But after discovering BTS, I I also got very, uh, it opened my mind up to Korea, uh-huh. you know? I was, like I said, the government was watching me, and I started seeing, like, <laughs> Korea uh, study abroad. So I'm like, what in the world is this? You know, so I started watching a couple of them, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, you know? But if you ask me again if I'm going for BTS or the food, I would say the food. <laughs> The food looks super bomb, but you know their education system is honestly it's a very interesting process, you know. Yeah. And like their um, top universities, um, this, I want to go to Yonsei University. I looked into it, and it just seems like a very interesting um, university. And the the country by itself is just beautiful, and it's just just something I really want to you know put my foot in and just explore. And yeah. get to know more, and of course, learn the language. And a lot of people, when they listen to, uh, when you try to get them to listen to K-pop, they're like, "Oh, the language barrier." And I'm like, "That's the beautiful thing, you know. Like, you don't have to listen to a song to know the meaning and then feel touched. You know, you can just sometimes listen to the voice, and you're just like, Absolutely. "Wow, you can still feel touched." And if you want to know the subtitles, girl, I mean, you want to know the uh, what they're saying, just. Beat the subtitles. Yeah. It's not that hard. People yeah. make stuff so hard for themselves. Yeah. It's just crazy. I've recently been enjoying more music in, in different languages. And mm-hmm. It's just fun to just to expand those genres. Yes. Yes. Another group that comes out of uh, France. Have you ever heard of Christine and the Queens? No. Mm-hmm. Sounds you know, interesting, yeah, though. Yeah, you need to look up Christine. Christine, uh, okay. Christine and the Queens, yeah. She's a super good dancer and like a super good entertainer and their music. I, I really like her music, okay, too. Okay, okay. Um, she does stuff, some stuff only in French, but then combines English and French and some like English. That. And so, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, same thing with BTS. Sometimes they'll be singing in Korean. They add like a little few 
English words, and you're like, "Ooh, I know what that means." You know,、mm. I know what they're saying. You know,、yeah. and they have they currently have three English songs, like all in English, no Korean. You know, which is really cool. And like a lot of time, people are like,、um, like the older army, like their fan base is called、uh. armies. <laughs> <laughs> Me, a lot of like their arms. So like, well then,、um, why are they singing in English? Like, you know. And I'm like, this is the music industry, baby. Like,、yeah. you know. In it's super sad that in this country, like, if you do not speak English and you do not like sing in English, you cannot really win a Grammy. You、right. know. And it's like so stupid. Like, why can't we yeah, just? Yeah, it's stupid. Like, just. Literally, like languages are freaking beautiful. If they want to sing in this language, let them sing in this language.、Yeah. And if they deserve that Grammy, give them that Grammy. Yeah, you yeah. know. It is sad that you know, to some level, everything has to be produced in English in order、mm-hmm. it, for it to be marketed or for people to think that they can make enough money. I mean, it, it's yeah, a sad part、yeah. of the capitalism of the United exactly. States. Exactly,、yeah. and it's crazy because they've been breaking records even with their non-English songs. And I'm just like,、yeah. you see that. This is what we call superstars. You know, they don't gotta sing in a specific language to break records. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you to go to Korea. My only、Thank、experience、you. is I, I did a long layover there, so、uh-huh. I was flying from、um, Thailand back home,、mm-hmm. and there was like a. I don't know, like a sixteen or eighteen hour layover. So I'm like, of、mm-hmm. course I'm not staying in the airport. I'm gonna yeah, go. Explore, I went into Seoul、exactly. and went to、uh, a few of like the old palaces、mm-hmm. and just explored and ate some food. And I was like, this place is cool. I'd、right? love to come back. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is、yeah. there nightlife? Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. Utah has no nightlife. I wish we had a nightlife like、uh, South Korea. Be literally amazing. I'd、yeah. be out twenty four seven partying. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Dad. Just kidding. <laughs> Catch me at the mustard every day.、Um, yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah, don't don't overdo it, but definitely、yeah. don't have have fun. You know, and just live your useful. You know, when you're out here carrying all this, like I gotta protect the world as a youth. Like I gotta like save this, uh, like uh, make a better way of this issue. Like change this. You know, sometimes you need a break.、Yeah. You know,、Let、book、loose. that flight, sis, and just. Go do what you gotta do, you know. Absolutely, life is way too short for、exactly. you to just be serious、exactly. and turned on all the time. It just、exactly. needs to like let loose,、mm-hmm. you know. Go to the beach for a few days,、exactly. or go to South Korea for six months, or whatever <laughs>、yes. it is. You、Take、know, just you. yeah, yes, just do exactly. it. Exactly, and I know South Korea is not gonna, it's not the end. I want to go so many places. Like I want to go to India, and of course I want to go to Japan. You know, yeah, not because of anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if it's for anime. It you is know, when I was when I was younger, I wanted to go to Japan for the. Martial arts. You oh know, my like, god, that's、uh, so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah but you know,、I'm, I also watch anime. And if you want to talk to me about anime, just DM me. But、um, <laughs> I yes, I know nothing about anime. But, <laughs> but not just,、um, like I said, not just anime, but not just South Korea, not just Japan, not just India. Like I want to go all over. That's you know? awesome. One thing, other thing that I've noticed about. Caddy, and I, since I've known you, is your your fashion. You you, you love fashion, you, and well, I'm I'm speaking for you, but it seems like you love fashion. I love fashion. You are coming to different things with the, your latest sort of fashion. I love it.、Mm-hmm. So tell me、Thank、about、you. about oh, fashion. Oh, I get about, so shy when people talk about、uh, fashion. And, like I some so like I don't even want to say this, but I sometimes when people ask me for fashion advice, and I get too too shy, you、uh-huh. know. And a lot of time, like there, I was like, how can Can I dress better? Like, how can I? Like, I want to dress like you.、Uh-huh. I'm like, no, you don't.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really don't. Cause, like, wear what you're comfortable with, right?、Mm-hmm. And when people come to me for fashion advices, I never try to put my fashion on them. I look and see, like, okay, this is the type of clothes you like to wear. Like, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your clothing. Like, what do、right. you like? What do you don't like? You know.、Right. Then I 
take something and put it on you, like like what you like, you know? So it's never what I want to see you wear. It's always yeah. like, are you comfortable with that? And if you're not, tell me you're not, you know? Right. But fashion, I freaking love fashion. I've always loved fashion. And since um, elementary, I used to wear tutus. Embarrassing <laughs> times. Like, I'm never showing pe- people those pictures. Like, I'd have, like, the Barbie and, like, the sparkly and, like, the off, like, the spaghetti. Yeah, it was just a whole disaster. <laughs> but I think my fashion sense peaked, like, my senior year in my um, first year of college. That's when oh, I... Okay. Because, you know, like, I love the uh, cozy college, like, outfits that uh-huh. people put together, you know? I had a very huge expectation going to college, you know? But I just love that... Uh, those outfits that they put together like when you're in college and ever since I've been into K-pop like their fashion wow like like seeing the way like they like uh, put up like layer stuff and layering is something I'm super big on like I hate summer I love fall and winter because I'm able to like Uh literally like wear your 50 jackets and stuff and those are my moments you know those are the moments that I'm very like comfortable in but fashion I freaking love fashion so today you're probably a little excited because it was colder today yes, so you're like let's let's get some layers like, oh on oh my gosh Peter's gonna fashion. love my blazer <laughs> I do you know? I do I thank love you, it thank you thank yeah. you it gives me like my mom's it reminds me of like my mom's spices you know uh, like just like the color and it reminds yeah, me of like it's autumn a nice color, yeah. you know I, I, I love it I freaking love it how do you go about like the, is you go to uh, specific stores and pick mm-hmm. out things there mm-hmm. or is it just kind of like you're you're going about and you see something you like like I gotta have that mm-hmm. I never like to shop like at the mall I'm okay. always an online person like okay. finding yeah the right sizes I've, I've and it's so awesome because I've never had like a a bad like moment when I shopped online like picked out something that's wow. too small too big yeah. like I have uh, some people who are like you I hate shopping online because I, I ordered this t-shirt and it was too like small and I'm yeah. like ah sucks to be you but you know <laughs> it seems like a you problem you know but I've never had that and I love shopping online but if I do shop uh, like in person I probably like sometimes go to the mall but honestly thrift stores are the it place you know oh, you, gosh, it's with the ask blazers that. You go yeah. oh my gosh the, it's always the man blazer for me okay. unless I'm shopping online yeah. you know man you guys should be having some good taste sometimes <laughs> not all of you just right. some you know but they be having like some you know nice stuff sometimes that I just go and look at and yeah. especially with their um their hats mm. you know like the old kind of vintage hats yeah. oh, I love even for jewelry you yeah. know like going to Goodwill getting some jewelry is always like a nice moment you know obviously sometimes you're not always gonna find some like cute stuff right but just going at the right moment go every friday <laughs> at five o'clock to goodwill <laughs> yeah. that's a good way to kick off the weekend go yes. a little thrifting yeah yes. I notice that little ring watch you have oh I'm my never, gosh I'm yo never... that's from amazon isn't that you i i've never I seen work, something like that i show everybody like we're in a, we'll be in the middle of a serious conversation i'm like Dude, look at my ring watch. Yeah, like, have you awesome. ever seen this? And they're no, like, oh my yeah. god, I've never seen it. Like, I have two um, associates at work that are like, can you buy me on Amazon? And I'm very tempted to actually buy them, but I kind of don't want to buy them because I want to be the only you. one. Yeah, like, yeah, I want to be the main you. character yeah. in the building. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, who yeah. am I, Beyonce? And no, actually, she could never. But <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I freaking love jewelry. Like, in my. Um, family like jewelry is a very big big thing like especially my mom and her gold jewelries if it's ever stolen don't tell her it's me because you know <laughs> like half of these are my mom's right. you know yeah. but jewelry has always been a big thing and if i can if i had to leave the house with one thing it would just be jewelry uh, 
she, yeah. it was shoes for me. I'm, I love shoes. shoes. And mm-hmm. so the uh, same way, like for me in school, if I showed up and I, I saw somebody else might have the same pair of shoes as me, I was like always a little bit like, ah, it's yeah. a, little, a little salty. Like, yeah. no, yeah. look at my shoes, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, like, you can't be wearing my shoes, You know, I right? just feel so embarrassed, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, what were, you, uh, what were your, like, favorite kind of shoes to wear? Um... <laughs> I really would go through everything from wearing like these big skater shoes mm. to like Air Jordans, oh, trying to yes, pull off the Air Jordans. Yes, I could really yes. only pull off the Air Jordan ones yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to go into like something that's more like, oh, this is convenient. Yes. Or something like just stupid and funny, like just mm-hmm. getting a pair of Velcro shoes. Mm-hmm. Like just because you want to be stupid and funny with your yes, friends or whatever yes. and that's just what be I like a goofy, fashion, you know, know? A goofy outfit together mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also played a lot of sports, so a lot mm-hmm. of the shoes that were like uh, cool for what sport I was playing, like mm-hmm. if even if it wasn't like a soccer cleat, it was some sort of shoe that was cool for mm-hmm. soccer players mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, I realized yeah. a lot of like old trends, like uh, stuff that was like worn in the, uh, back then, are coming back recently, especially yeah. on TikTok. When I watch like fashion um, TikToks, I'm just like, wow, like this. It is so cool, you know? Like, sometimes, like, don't throw away your old stuff because it's always going to come back. And that's yeah. what I love about fashion. There's no limit, you know? You just wear what makes you comfortable. And you and if if you're comfortable with it, and I'm sure you look good in it, you know? Just yeah. do what makes you happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I trend more towards comfort. Like, I mm-hmm. just want to be comfortable these days. But yes, definitely, you yes. got to add a little spice in your own fashion. Okay, yeah. look at you speaking slang, <laughs> spice. I'm learning from you. I, I'm learning on the go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. So, Caddy, if you were to give like any advice or parting words for like younger people or older people or anybody, like what mm-hmm. any anything that you would want to say, uh, vote for me twenty thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, you got it. Free chicken every yeah. Friday. <laughs> there you go. But um, no, um, honestly, uh, it's okay to be vulnerable. Number one, it's okay, okay to be vulnerable. Um, it's okay to sometimes to feel like you see something on social media you're like oh my gosh like i want to be like this person it's normal we're all human we all have those mm. moments but just know that you're beautiful and you're unique you know and it's good to have space you know have time for yourself sometimes to leave that tiktok aside something uh. i need to still learn <laughs> but you know it's okay to like leave that tiktok and go to bed and freaking wake up on time for school you know yeah but in life is a come and go um do what you like do what you love and just be you honestly wow. and be unapologetic I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, it wasn't until later in my life that I got really comfortable just being me. Yes. It's still a, a work in progress, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love just that. Just be you, Peter. I, I, thank you, Katie. I that love that. That should have been my closing. Just be you, <laughs> I love Peter. that message. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if people wanted to follow you on social media, Twitter, see what you're, you're talking about, or just keep up with you in general in a way to people get in contact with you of course <laughs> um, my home address is 40 no I'm just kidding <laughs> no don't do that don't tell them no, that no I'm just kidding um, so my social media hold on it's uh, on Instagram it's K-A-D-I S-O-W and with an underscore so okay. just DM me I'm always on that freaking app but just DM me and send me some of your favorite memes and podcasts and just if you ever have any questions about my religion or me just hit me up you know I don't bite Awesome, and especially if it's about K-pop or anime. Oh my gosh! If you're trying to go on a study abroad with me, please, please hit me up, please, please. Uh, I appreciate that. When is study abroad? 
uh, next year in the summer. So I'm going okay. for the whole summer. Awesome. Well, yes. Maybe when you come back, we can have you back on the podcast. You can Please, tell us I'd about your study abroad and we can check in and yes. see where life's going. I'd love to be back. Watch me be like, I'm never going to Korea again. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well, but yeah, yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you very much, Katty, yeah, for course. all the time. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. This was amazing. Yeah. Amazing way to end my night. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right.